Hi guys, and welcome back to Confessions of a Wannabe It Girl. Today we are diving into a body-ish topic, but it is more so on the relationship with food. I'm going to talk a lot about how I change my relationship with food and overeating. If it was even called that or it was just unawarely eating unhealthy often and consuming quickly, that's something we'll get into. Welcome to Confessions of a Wannabe It Girl. I'm your host, Marley Fragging, and I'm here to help you filter out all the bullshit and become the next It Girl. This podcast explores the reality of what it really takes to make it out there. As it turns out, it is way less Instagramable than I thought it was going to be. I'm still very much a work in progress, but there's simply nothing else I'd rather be doing than chasing my dreams. So let's learn from my mistakes and work together to achieve our dreams with more confidence, clarity, and direction. Let's get after it. I want to start off by saying this is 100% not medical advice. This is very much personal advice from my experience. So I'm going to take you back to when I was a freshman in college. I had just moved to Los Angeles, which was earth-shattering enough in the best and worst way. I grew up in Albuquerque, New Mexico, where fitness is not what it is in Los Angeles. The emphasis on being skinny is not what it is in Los Angeles. And I was very, very shocked uh, when I came here because I was a very good kid who believed very much that everything was photoshopped, that nobody was actually that skinny. And I was very overwhelmed by not feeling in or it, as we call it in this podcast. And I realized that I didn't have the dream body I had been dreaming of. And I was no longer, you know, maybe what LA had considered a status quo. And that really started to affect my confidence. I remember going to the gym um, with my freshman friends that you have for like 0.5 seconds. And then you're never like close with them again. And you kind of like think about them later and you're like, who were those people? And I remember stepping on the scale and I'm not going to say the numbers because I think numbers are extremely triggering. And no matter what the numbers are, good, bad, up, down, you are going to have a different number than me. And I'm going to have a different number than you. And what I may think is skinny would be really fat to you. And what may be fat to you is really maybe very skinny to me. Who knows? They're irrelevant. And also at the time I was super uneducated about weight and I didn't understand it, anything. But I remember going to the gym, the you know college gym, stepping on the scale and seeing a number that like rocked me to the core because I had known I had previously been 10 pounds lighter than that. And also that number already wasn't like a number I was obsessed with. It, you know, really started to have me, A, just become aware of fitness, B, now be thrown into a culture that, you know, glorifies and glamorizes skinny, beautiful, pretty looking people. And at the same time, without knowing it, I I don't want to say I had 
binge eating disorder or anything like that. I was never diagnosed. I was never in like a facility for like anything like that. I just had a very odd relationship with food. I am a pescatarian now. I was vegetarian for maybe like two years. I've been a pescatarian or vegetarian vibes since I was in fifth grade, which is quite a long time. Don't have me do math. And that has led me maybe to eat not as healthy as somebody who eats meat because I would just eat carbs and carbs and carbs because I was always hungry because I probably wasn't getting enough protein. I'm probably still not getting enough protein if I'm being completely honest. So I started to develop some constant wanting to eat habits. I don't even want to call them binge eating habits, but I was also a dance major. So I was getting a good amount of physical activity and this would result into me just always feeling hungry, probably because I wasn't getting enough right of anything and eating for fun, eating constantly. And of course the mindful eating like, oops, I finished the chip bag or whatever it may be. And here's how I really started to change that. Now, this is not a permanent way to live, in my opinion. This is a short period reset that should hopefully change your mindset forever. And so this is what I started to do. Uh, In between the summer of my freshman and sophomore year, I started working out. I know, (laughs) revolutionary. But I started to really examine what I was eating (laughs) at the time. This is a horrible, uneducated thing to think because I was a vegetarian. I assumed I could get all my protein from cheese. That's not real and not very good for you because there's a lot of fat in that. And I was eating a lot of cheese all the time, every single day. So I went into summer And I decided for the whole summer, I would drink no alcohol. I would have no carbs. I would have no dairy. And I kept that up the whole summer. I ended it like the week before college started. At the same time, I started working out. And I just assumed by doing that, everything I wanted would just like come into place. That wasn't quite the case. But it did create this mental change in me that if I do this for this short amount of time, maybe I won't return to my older habits of just, I was a huge mindless eater. I don't even think it's like binging. It's like I would get a bag of chips or whatever it was, just a bag of anything and just like eat it, eat it, eat it till I was done. And that does go back to maybe the fact that growing up, My parents were definitely not unhealthy by any standards, but they also weren't the healthiest. And on some level, I think this is a really nice thing my family did for me. They never restricted me on what I could and couldn't eat. I mean, but we didn't keep ice cream in the house. We didn't keep soda in the house. So like that was never around for me to consume. I probably would have if it had been in the house, but you know, I would get up at like six in the morning and get a bowl of cereal and like have three bowls of cereal. And then I'd come home from like dance and I'd be hungry laying in bed at like 11 o'clock. Like I'd go down and get another bowl of cereal, like very unnecessary, 
unlike fulfilling nutrients. So back to the summer, I decided to cut out dairy, alcohol, and all carbs. Like, so I was like, I'm gluten-free, very LA of me. And I started working out at the same time this went on. School started instantly. What do you think came back in? Drinking. Of course, the no carbs came next. I think I made it like a week of being back in a college environment without carbs and realizing that the hangover was only worse because I wasn't drinking carbs. And I kept cheese out, but I had kind of implemented everything back in. You know, at the same time I was working on with the trainer and I was getting a little bit of like nutrition advice and did start to incorporate more protein. But by completely removing those things for only three months, and it was a hard three months. Like I do not look back on that time and think that was so great. And it was so fun that I didn't eat carbs, drink alcohol or have cheese. Like I'm not fond of it. But by the time I came around back to it, I was like, oh, wow. Like I don't just mindlessly sit there and eat it anymore because now I know I can make it that long without eating it or I don't have to, or like I can. And I don't know what it was about those three months that really started a huge shift about my relationship with food. The rest of my college time, I became like a lot more aware of what I was eating. Also, like I was 19, 20, and 21. So like very easy time to eat whatever you want, which I definitely still did at times as well. But I kept the cheese thing out for a while. And then my senior year, I started adding in the no candy or like sugar or like not like not like artificial sugars, but like no sweeteners and anything. Obviously, no candy, no cookies, no like donuts, nothing like that. But like I know that there's other things that have sweeteners in them. And that really wasn't what I was saying no to. It's like your traditional desserts. Like I was saying no to. And I think I tried on and off. I would give myself like exception days. And I did do no carbs again on and off. I'd be like, oh, it's cheat day or like, oh, Christmas and Thanksgiving are coming up. So like at this party, I can eat this. And at that party, I can do that. And on the day, Christmas day and Christmas Eve, like it it doesn't matter. So I would give me my, these breaks to like look forward to. But because, you know, I'd worked so hard not to eat them for so long, I didn't feel the need to like eat them all at once. And the fact that I kept this up for first three months and then like a year and a half to two years completely changed how I now look at those foods. I mean, I'm telling you, like I was probably so crazy addicted to sugar when I went into college. My best friend growing up, she was really good with food. Like she never overate or anything like that. But they had a candy bin like in their house. You could just go eat it whenever you wanted. And I was there all the time and I would go in there and I'd eat that food until it made me literally sick, like nonstop eating, especially Tootsie Rolls. I love a Tootsie Roll. And they had the big thick ones. I'd eat them and eat them and eat them until like I was absolutely sick. So when I say that I would overeat to the point my body did not feel good, like I did. But after spending 
this much time, it really started to change how I approached or just how much I ate. Instead of grabbing the whole bag, now I just grab a handful. And then like, if I want another, I can go back and get another handful. Or, you know, even this week, we have those gusher, like, um, they're not gushers, but they're like the Annie's versions of like fruit snacks. And like, yeah, like I grab two packs at a time, but I used to grab five packs at a time. And I think the fact that I sustained this shift at some point has managed to hopefully continue into my life forever. Like I eliminated something for not ever, but for whatever period of time. And it really started to change. Now I want to acknowledge that towards the end of this two year, not all the things I did were super healthy. I did start using an app that counted my calories and I was very addicted to that. And I was working out a ton on top of being a dance major. And even though I do believe that the counting calories ended up being a very toxic thing for me eventually, I will say that it has given me the understanding of portions and size very, very, very well. And that's never left me. And now that, you know, at the same time I have gone through therapy and whatnot that I have realized that like I can eat the things and the calories aren't always so scary as, you know, they might've been to me at one point. And even though all of these things eventually led to a toxic point and there's probably a better way to find them, it did change my relationship with food overall. Like I do not have that same scarcity. I I think that's really the truth of what it was for me was the scarcity mindset of like, if I don't eat this all right here, right now, like it will be gone or I, I won't have it again. And that really started to change when I would go these long periods of time and then get to have it again. And so it had a complete shift for me. So my recommendation, if you want to get serious about changing your relationship with food, work with a professional, a nutritionist, a dietitian, a trainer that is trained in nutrition, very important, and work with therapists is also a great one. But also, I know that these things are very expensive and are very privileged. And I want to say that there are simple ways, like by setting up a short two-week, I won't have gluten, or two weeks, I won't have alcohol goals. And they will start to shift your understanding about that it will be there in three weeks and you can have it then. You know, and everyone's issues or thoughts about food is different. So like, I understand that might not work for everyone. So I really wanted to say that changing your relationship with food comes with a lot of complexities because everybody brings something different to the table, but there is a way to figure it out. You know, I started, I removed the gluten and uh, carbs and alcohol for me, maybe it that looks different for you. Maybe it's just making sure you drink more water or that you eat what are considered normal meals. Like if you're eating dinner for breakfast 
and, you know, candy for lunch, maybe just associating that those things should go at different times. That's enough of a change and saying, hey, I'm going to stay consistent with making sure I eat a normal breakfast, a normal lunch, and a normal dinner for two weeks. That is just as valid in changing your relationship with food. I just wanted to say again, this is not at all medical advice. I have been really fortunate that I have had the privilege of working with therapists and nutrition experts and a trainer. And there are ways to do it. And I hope this helps you change your relationship with food. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you next Tuesday. Don't forget to rate and subscribe to the show.